Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Dylan Farrow is not having uh, any Kate Winslet or Blake Lively, and we're going to tell you why here on the Colleen and Bradley Show in just a moment. I'm Bradley Trainer. Uh, Holly Roberts in for Colleen today. And, hey, Holly. Bradley. So Dylan Farrow uh, published a, a, an opinion piece in the L.A. Times. Dylan Farrow, of course, the uh, estranged, I think she's stepchild, right? Yes. Of Woody Allen. Mia Farrow is her adopted mother. Okay. And um, she alleged that Woody Allen, among other things, touched her inappropriately. And we could we could go on at length. But what I really want to focus on is her op ed where she calls out A-list celebrities in Hollywood for essentially, I mean, among other things, aiding and abetting her father. Right. Mm -hmm. So discussing Weinstein. Uh, she first, and this is this is Dylan Farrow's words herself, discussing Weinstein, Wonder Wheel star, and Wonder Wheel, of course, Woody Allen's latest movie. Right, Holly? Right. Uh, Wonder Wheel star Kate Winslet said, the fact that these women are starting to speak out about the gross misconduct of one of our most important and well-regarded film producers is incredibly brave and has been deeply shocking to hear. Of Allen, that is Woody Allen, however, she said, quote, I didn't know Woody and I don't know anything about that family as as the actor in the film. You just have to step away and say, I don't know anything really. And whether any of it's true or false, having thought it all through, you put it to one side and just work with the person. Woody Allen is an incredible director. Oh, well, that's interesting now. Hmm. So you can compartmentalize your relationship with Woody Allen, yet Harvey Weinstein is a monster. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. Now, let us move on to Blake Lively. Please. Again, Dylan Farrow's words in the LA Times about Blake Lively. Likewise, Blake Lively said of Weinstein, quote, it's important that women are furious right now. It's important that there's an uprising. It's important that we don't stand for this and that we don't focus on one or two or three or four stories. It's important that we focus on humanity in general and say, this is unacceptable. However, on the subject of Alan, she said, quote, it's very dangerous to factor in things you don't know anything about. I could only know my experience. Mm, oh, well, that's interesting, Blake So an Lively. uprising for Harvey Weinstein, and it's dangerous to say anything about something you don't know about. Hmm. hmm. Seems a little disingenuous. No. Now, I noticed a lot of people responding to her criticism by saying, why is she calling out women? 
why is uh, Dylan Farrow specifically calling about women and their uh, willingness to work with Woody Allen? Yeah, well, they're they're calling out her. Um, they are calling out, or excuse me, they are criticizing Dylan Farrell for calling out women. Like, why are you just going after women? There are a bunch of men who are also doing this. Uh-huh. But I think what her the point that she is making is that you can't have it both ways. Right. If you are indulging this moment uh, with Harvey Weinstein at the head of it, do you not also then have to take into account Dylan Farrow's allegations, which again, let's just remind people, there is a huge difference. You know, there's all this been a lot of talk about moral flattening, like everybody sort of comparing somebody grabbing someone's butt or saying something inappropriate to child molestation. Right. Right. Yeah. But in the case of Dylan Farrow, again, we have a case that was thoroughly investigated in which the, the uh, if you believe Dylan Farrow, the prosecutor said there was enough evidence to proceed with a case, but chose not to for the sole purpose that he did not want to expose uh, a child to the re-trauma of this particular uh, event. All right. And this was all the way back in 1993, Uh, So these allegations have been out in the open for quite some time, and they were investigated by sex abuse experts at a hospital at Yale New Haven Hospital and by law enforcement. So like you said, Bradley, that this case was thoroughly investigated by authorities and was properly vetted. So that's a big darn deal. Yeah. And and she goes on in this uh, this particular L.A. Times piece to to you know lay out exactly what happened mm-hmm. and it's just you know again like in this moment it's hard for me to read those words read her account of what happened and not think it's a little hard uh to believe people like kate winslet and blake lively when they're talking out of one side of their mouth while on the other side they're talking about you know oh it's i Is can't it- really I don't know what happened. Right. So. And well, what Dylan Farrow is calling for is that she's hoping now that we're having these honest, open conversations that Woody Allen will be included in these honest conversations about inappropriate behavior and how that affects Hollywood. Now, the only thing I thought about to give Blake Lightly, uh, Lively a little slack on her statement, I think that she made she I'm not sure and I haven't checked when she made this quote, but she did star in the movie Cafe Society. That's the Woody Allen movie that she was featured in, and it was last year. The conversation around all of this uh, sexual misconduct has has changed so much, Mm. even in the past month, that Blake Lively and probably Greta Gerwig, because I think she made that statement probably around the time that she was in the movie To Rome With Love, which I think came out in 2012. The conversation has changed so much in a matter of months that I hope that maybe these women can revise their opinion on Woody Allen because and I think that's part of what Dylan Farrow's probably trying to do is to give them some impetus to respond like hopefully they'll they'll read these words and respond uh you know with whatever response they feel they need to give but I do think again it's it's just really weird in this moment and here was the other point that I wanted to make about Woody Allen in in the way that that Harvey Weinstein had a machine around him an infrastructure that right that uh, aided, abetted, per- perpetrated, perpetuated, whatever the word is you want to use, th- his... It concealed his behavior. Concealed his behavior and then marketed untruths to protect his image right. and protect his financial viability. I think that if, again, you take Dylan Farrow at her, her word and many the account of many others, there is a similar structure around... Woody Allen and specifically his agent and 
and a lot of other people who have done incredible work to quash uh, the story whenever it comes up in the media and um, to, to sort of get people looking in different directions instead of asking questions, much like you alluded to when you said that his name does not appear in the for your consideration. Right. And to your point, Bradley, directly from this article that Dylan Farrell wrote yesterday in the LA Times, this is what she had to say for decades. Ellen Allen has used the same defense through intimidation That's techniques. Agent, right? Yeah. No, Woody Allen has oh, used the Allen. same. Yeah. Allen has used the same defense through intimidation techniques that Weinstein allegedly did all the way back in 1997. Connecticut magazine reported that Allen's legal team had hired private investigators, including ones assigned to find damaging information on law enforcement officials working the sex abuse case so looking for information to blackmail these people and uh as my brother ronan farrow documented in the hollywood reporter last year allen's public relations team led by leslie dart of the firm 42 west jumps into action whenever allegations resurface so anytime this comes up in the public conversation those people are hired to squash the conversation yeah again it's a moment that um, hopefully we will start to revisit things. Because I will tell you, on the, so too. on the issue of Woody Allen, it was very easy for all of us to just sort of be like, I don't know, something, it seems weird, right? But we don't really know and we're not really paying attention. And if we just kind of say that's awkward. And yeah, he's been in this public conversation about him being gross and disgusting and, and, and a molester and all of these things. This has been in the public consciousness. It's be kind of just become a joke in the past uh, 25 years because I remember vaguely when this stuff was actually happening uh, back in the 90s. But now, hopefully, with this uh, watershed moment in our times, we'll be able to fully understand exactly how disgusting Woody Allen really is. I wish we could go on at length because I think there is a whole conversation you could have about what this means and why it's important to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. But we'll continue to do that, of course, as our you know show continues. But don't ever forget for one moment that in addition to the fact that we are going to bring you the latest on even the most uncomfortable, gross and disgusting stories, we're always going to return to that which brings us joy. And in this case, the thing that's about to bring us some joy is uh, a food item for our cheat day Friday segment where yes! we throw dietary caution to oh, the wind. Bradley, find I'm out ready. Find out what's uh, ready for our pie holes upon a return right here on My Talk 1071. Wednesdays on Jason and Alexis in the morning, it's the birthday prank. I'm going to be calling from the charity that he actually does donate quite a bit of money to. And I'm going to act like somebody who's trying to talk him into an event involving dancing, okay? It is a magic mic routine. We have a local male dance review that's going to be training you. Like stripping? So for $2,000, you'll take off your shirt only. And then $5,000, it's shirt and boxers off to a thong. Wait, this is this is for the children? It is for children, yes. This is uh, possibly a, a full nude dance? Not a nude dance. The smallest item you'll be wearing is a thong. Okay. So boxers over it, and then the big reveal is, well, I don't know if it is a big reveal or not, but... <laughs> Hello? Actually, oh. that's Tara, your wife, and you've just been birthday pranked. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh, wow. Birthday prankings with Jace and Dawn, but not Alexis because she's bad at lying to people. Wednesday mornings at 7.20 on My Talk 107.1. Deliciousness. Are we about to stick in our mouths for Cheat Day Friday? Well, you'll find out here on the Colleen and Bradley show as we approach the literal best segment of the week. It is time for Cheat Day Friday. Dirty, rotten cheetah. Cheat Day 
Taste Test. Uh -huh. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts, and it is Cheat Day Friday here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Oh, you hear this? Yeah, yeah I hear that. That is the sound of me opening a, a package of Oreos. Can I just say before we get to the kind of Oreo we're about to taste? Yeah. I would like to thank Oreo for coming up with a better package. Because remember how like in old packages you'd have to open them and then they would sit open? Well, they now have this like cute little lid thing that you just pull it off and it goes right back. It just seals right back up. Oh, the future is now. That's so nice of them. It. Thank anyway, you, Oreo. What is our uh, Oreo flavor taste test today, Holly? Today, our taste test is, is it, uh, I don't know what it's cookie called. Cookie butter. Cookie butter? <laughs> I don't remember. Some kind of cookie dough. Okay, so this is cookie dough. No, cookie no, butter. cookie butter. I'm sorry. Limited edition Limited cookie edition. butter flavor cream artificially flavored Oreo I cookie. I think that I've had cookie butter from Trader Joe's. Oh, they for sure. Speculose. Yes. And they sell that by the jar. Now. So this is the same idea, but in Oreo form, Correct. Uh, yeah, so I will give you the description. It says it's a graham-flavored cookie mm -hmm. with cookie butter flavor cream. Now, cookie butter, uh, I believe the standard cookie butter flavor profile is some uh, spices, mm -hmm. like oh. a ginger and a nutmeggy cinnamon spice. Very holiday-inspired. Yeah. Oh, okay. so, nice. so it is a graham-flavored cookie, so that means it's a whiter cookie. It's not a, a dark chocolate mm -hmm. cookie. And um, do you want to just tell us what it looks like, Hals? Yeah, an initial inspection... I thought that the cookie butter Oreo was the color of my cat's puke. Oh. I have to be honest oh. about it. All right. It just Great. looked like that. That's a visual. Regurgitated Thanks. cat food. But Everybody then I. Wanted to hear that. <laughs> well, look, I'm being honest about it, okay? Why don't you put it in your mouth? Okay. Well, tell me what it smells like first. Well, it smells like cookie butter. It smells cinnamony. It has very much hints of nutmeg and cinnamon and spicy cookie. Not quite gingerbread, but almost gingerbread. It's kind of there. That is good. That is good. All right. Here yeah, we go. try it. Go ahead and try it. It's it's uh it's not too spicy, meaning it's not too um gingery, ginger snappy. Yeah. But it's enough. Mm. And it's like it's almost like a little gr greasy is not the word, but like oily. Uh you're What's right because when you when you uh tear apart the Oreo, it's sweating. <laughs> the cream, yeah, the cream is sweating. Well, twist apart the Oreo and look at the cream that's in the center of the Oreo, the cookie butter Oreo experience we're having here on Cheat Day Friday. Oh my God, there's an Oreo with one of the cookies upside down. That's hilarious. What do you mean? Instead of the Oreo side, it's the <gasps> flat side. Look. Do oh. I get like extra prize? Do I get a prize for that? You should snap that should to I, Oreo. Should you should, Yeah, you should send that on, on over there. I would actually, well, hmm. I don't think that I would buy these. However, I would eat them if they were offered to me. And if you're making a Ooh. holiday cookie plate, you should put this on there if you don't want to home make your cookies. Oh my God. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that i bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. What? Eat the middle. Oh, just the middle? Just, eat okay, just, just the middle. Just the sweaty middle. Yeah. Because oh. I think that's a winner. Because it has cookies inside of it. I know, because it's kind of crunchy. Oh, yeah. Right? It just makes you want cookie butter. Yeah, forget the cookie part of this. Oh I just God. want the yeah. inside. All right. Oh, okay. That was fun. All right. Yay. Yay. Okay, so out of five Cobras, we have a scale of one to five Cobras. Uh, uh, five being the tastiest thing you've ever put in your mouth. Holly, what would you give the cookie butter limited edition Oreo cookie? Give it a nice 3.5. All right, I will do the same. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. That's pretty good. Ding, pretty ding, good. ding, ding, ding. Okay. Um, hey. Yeah. So did you see this uh, particular Cinnabon item that is now apparently available? No. Cinnabon, Tell me more. Cinnabon cookies? What? Yeah, cinnamon stuff, Cinnabon stuffed chocolate chip cookies. They're called, uh, well, I guess they're, Chocolate chip cookies stuffed with Bon Bites. Bon Bites are like their the individual. Oh. oh, are these for sale at Cinnabon in your local mall? I Please, believe they are. Me. It says December 4th, 2017. <gasps> Something sweet is coming to National Cookie Day. So this is probably already come and gone. I don't know if they're still there, but it no. sounds amazing. Cinnamon and chocolate chip cookie. Oh, oh. just like doughy, gooey, ooey, cinnamony. I'm looking at Chocolatey. Cinnabon's Instagram account. Oh, the fourth was three days ago, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, darn it. I was going to say, oh, it's still available. Oh, never mind. Was it only for one day? I have no idea. I'd have to check the Cinnabon menu website. I haven't had a Cinnabon in probably 20 years. Do you remember when those were like the big thing? Yes. Mm. Mm, like with frozen yogurt. And now like we would just be disgusted if somebody sat. I mean, I would eat the entire thing, but I feel like <laughs> that our our. Our, Our culture eyes. has shifted enough where if you're ha- treating a Cinnabon as just a leisurely afternoon snack, maybe that's not the best thing in the world. Yeah. Although, God, is there anything more enjoyable? Oh, than a hot Cinnabon? Oof. After you've walked around the mall, you went to Hot Topic and bought some things that would slightly offend your parents and you're really happy about it. And then or you, you just... went to like a uh, sharper image and sat in that chair that like massages your back. Yeah. Or you and your friends went to Spencer gifts and you read all the dirty birthday cards and you laughed. Oh my God. I used to do that alone <laughs> I know. because me too. We didn't have porn. <laughs> we didn't have inappropriate pictures to look at <laughs> so unless you, you bought oh. it. I, and I'm not, let me just clarify, because that sounds really inappropriate. Like, like really I wasn't sad. doing anything. I know. But, you know, when you're, you know, discovering things and you're like, oh, my God, look at these fold out cards. Oh, you can see nature in all of its glory. Oh, look at all these beefcakes and the over the hill birthday cards at Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> yes. I mean, hey, look, that was my lot in life. It was that and like the one page of the Victoria's Secret catalog that had men in it. Before the Internet, you know, Bradley. For me. Mm-hmm. Pour me another cup of coffee because we got more show for you here on the Colleen and Bradley show. We'll be right back this time with a Lord and Lady D bag. My talk 1071. Everything. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Entertainment. 
When you're done creeping on the uh, Spencer's gift card selection, Holly and I are over here with our favorite D-bags. We've got a a couple juicy ones for you. One you're not going to expect. It's celebrities behaving badly as we crown another Lord and Lady D-bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Oh, yeah! My D-bag today is Lord Zac Efron. (gasps) What? Oh, clutch what the pearls. What is happening? <laughs> Seriously, though. Oh, what, is ha- what has happened? I would like What to- has happened with Zac Efron that he would be crown lord douchebag of the day? Well, he kissed Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a movie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, he kissed a lady. Well. Kissed a lady uh, named Zendaya, and he said of that kiss, quote, I think it is the best ever. I think ever. This might be my favorite kiss, comma, I think ever, the actor told Norwegian Filmweb TV. This is what I have to say about that. Yeah. Thank you. And Zendaya slyly raised an eyebrow at Zach's remark because, you know, she was like, he's probably lying and just saying this to get publicity and attention because we all know that he has one true love and it's not you. He also has a movie to sell called uh, something with P.T. Barnum in it. Which he and Zendaya are both in. Right. And I hate this stuff. Okay, so Zach Efron aside. Yeah. I hate when celebrities do this. Forced this is chemistry. All, because do you remember the forced chemistry between him and I don't know what her, whatever her name was. Sorry, lady. I know you have a career and you're a person and things with Wow, a name. that's great. Let's narrow it down a little more, shall we? <laughs> but when, in Baywatch, remember the oh, actress they were it was like, oh, Rebecca Shabadabadoobidoo? Yes, Rebecca Shabadabadoobidoo. <laughs> um somebody Dario. Yes. You, yes. Rosario Daddario? No, I <laughs> no. I don't remember what her Daddario. What was her name? I don't know. She was obviously so wonderful that we just remembered her performance in Baywatch. Yeah. Anyway, Baywatch loser. So what you're saying Um, is that during the publicity tour of Baywatch earlier this year, they were forcing chemistry between Zac Efron and this other woman. Yes. So to me, when I see a story that says, I think ever, Zac Efron ranks on screen kiss with greatest showman co-star Zendaya as favorite. I'm like, this is just schlock publicity. You are so full of it. You don't care. You know that was not your favoritest kiss ever. I bet Zendaya ate a lunch with lots of onions in it before she kissed you, Zac Efron. Also, can we just... I mean, I wanted to put her on my D-bag list, but then I thought, that's rude, because she's a, a beautiful young woman with a, you know, a, a, a giant career before her. Far be it for me to make her a D-bag. Plus, you know, I feel like we're in a that- time when we don't... Like, let's pick on men for a while. Are you so. saying Zac Efron's career is old and wizened? He has nowhere else to go? Oh, he's got somewhere to go. He's always got a home here in Minneapolis on the Colleen and Bradley show. Oh, he sure does. He can live under the desk. Yeah, he could just like chime in occasionally on the show, you know? Oh, okay. Hey, Zach, what do you think? And he would tell us. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. But anyway. Um, <laughs> dreams. Dreams. <laughs> But can I just ask you, so, you know, whether it's Zac Efron or, you know, the original Superman, Christopher Reeve, may he rest in peace. Um, he did pass away, correct? Yes. yes. Um, I'm saying whatever attractive man you've thought about perhaps putting your face on occasionally. Yep. If you had to, like, give me a man that really turns your crank. Chris oh, it's going to be a weird one. Oh, no, no. it's not oh, okay, a weird good. one. It's my Hollywood boyfriend, Kelly Chris. Savalas. Oh, I like the way he uh, works that lollipop. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
too far. No, but oh, um, okay. So Chris Pine. Yeah. So Chris you Pine. Are... I think he's the most attractive Hollywood man that's currently working today. Let's put you opposite Chris Pine in an upcoming film. Mm, let's just call it. I don't know. Uh, the thing about it is, is great. Okay. The that's thing the movie. about it is, is the movie that's starring myself and Chris Pine. Yeah. And you are like, sort of like you're an on the go gal with a career before her and yeah. she doesn't have time for men. Mm-hmm. And Chris Pine has just gotten out of a really bad relationship and he's done and he's hanging out with his bros and you guys uh, both happen to be walking down the street. He's walking his dog in a in a bathrobe and you have a, like a cup of Starbucks with your half-calf triple latte one pump something or other because I'm a busy career gal on busy the go, gal on the go. <laughs> and I have a very complicated Starbucks order and you bump into each other and then the rest of the movie is you just like falling in love yes so at a moment probably like in a park somewhere you're sitting on a bench looking into each other's eyes yeah okay now you have to kiss this man how could you even possibly begin to kiss that man without it being so awkward as an actress. Oh, you mean because there's a hundred people watching you? Well, not only that, but you are kissing. legitimately attracted to that person. And they have to watch me kiss that person. No, no, I'm saying so like you want you're gonna have to Chris kiss Chris Pine. Yeah. Knowing full well that you want to kiss Chris Pine, but you also don't want to be creepy about it, but you're also being watched by everyone. And you also have to make it look believable. I'm just going to enjoy myself, Bradley, to be honest. Really? Yeah, because now I have publicly declared my infatuation with Chris Pine. I can't take it back. Can't be like, oh, no, I don't like Chris Pine. Because wouldn't you worry, like, is he going to think, like, I'm trying too hard? I'm not trying hard enough. And then I don't want my performance to, you know. Look, it's fine. We're just going to go method. Like tongue? I don't know. Okay. Maybe. All right. If you, so the it, feeling it, calls for it. Yeah. You know. All right. Yeah. Do you like, w- never mind. I'm, I feel like we can't have this conversation anymore, but I, I do find it <sighs> eye opening because um, I have always thought, I don't think, I think that is the one thing about being an actor that would just like make me think too much. But I would preface that I'm a professional and assuming that I'm starring opposite Chris Pine, I'm making a pretty penny so I can kind of keep it inside. Wouldn't you just like give him weird like tongue movements to just like freak him out right before you're about to kiss him? Like nobody's looking, you're like and then he's (laughs) Wow, that would be great. That would be a great scene, yes. Oh, to to see if he would break character and just, you know take my hands and go Yes, exactly. (laughs) Ready to go. Yeah. I mean, you got to lighten the tension, though, right? Because yeah, the sex scene's got to be a little... Yeah, because you got to throw them off the course a little bit, yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I watch a lot of TV and uh, oh, old do? TV. <laughs> <laughs> I watch a lot of old sitcoms. And do you remember how they used to kiss on old sitcoms? And then they would go, Ooh! Well, yeah, the audience would. But the faces of the people that would kiss, they would just mash their faces together. They would literally not touch... Like, they their lips would be touching, but only because... That is like the direction that, that they they moved actually in. Actually, how you kiss another human it's being, like, and then they would just like hold their faces together for a few seconds and then pull away. But it was never like a real kiss. I bet that was a note from the studio censor, saying that you can't kiss too long. It can't look too passionate, lest we lose advertiser dollars. And definitely no tongue. And definitely. No tongue. All right, who's your D-bag? All right, I got a Lord D-bag today, and he goes by the name of Quentin Tarantino. Oh, God. No, Quentin Tarantino. I mean, you could list off any number of things, uh, any number of reasons why he would be D-bag of the day. Yes. But the the reason I'm calling him out today 
is because Quentin Tarantino is developing an R-rated Star Trek movie. No, 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 no. This is actually happening, Bradley. We heard about this a couple days ago where there was a story about Quentin Tarantino and J.J. Abrams, the man responsible for rebooting the Star Trek franchise in the 21st century, about collaborating together. And at the time, I said, nope, 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 don't need it, don't need it, don't need it. But apparently, Bradley, this is moving forward. Quentin Tarantino is talking to writers about this. Why? Okay, so is there an explanation as to why they're specifically saying they want to do an R-rated Star Trek? Or is that just sort of a meaning we're just, we're going to do whatever we want to do? Like, I don't because want Because Quentin weird... Tarantino is unable to direct a movie that is not rated R. So there's going to be like there's gonna... superfluous blood. Yes. And like gross And violence. Yes. And gross things. I don't understand. I thought that Star Trek, the whole point of Star Trek is that we're supposed to be an elevated race of human beings and that we have moved beyond this. I know that there's action, there's adventure, there is violence. It's PG-13 violence in the Star Trek universe. It's not gratuitous by any means. Also, again, you know, sci-fi is one of those places. I, I'm not opposed to there being sex in the future. Okay. If it services the story. Exactly. Yeah. To use a word. Mm-hmm. Um, but I generally, as a lover of all things science fiction, I love being unencumbered by sexuality, being uh, yes. unburdened yeah. by sexuality in my storytelling. Because it's not that I don't like sexuality. I think it has a place. But I, I do love that sci-fi has kind of typically been a place where there's just not a lot of sexuality now modern contemporary stuff sure there's a lot and people are going to call in with examples but Mm -hmm. but for the most part some of my favorite you know there might be tension sexual tension but but it doesn't go much beyond that because there's other stories to tell besides love stories or stories that have sex in them Yeah, otherwise it's a soap opera yeah and, and just to have a story that's unencumbered with that kind of thing granted captain kirk is kind of a ladies man and alien man and he likes to get around but even still that's not the crux of the story that's just kind of an aside uh, a part of captain kirk's character development now interestingly enough i did read this after i picked quentin tarantino as my d-bag for the day about making a star trek r-rated movie patrick stewart said that he would come back as captain picard if asked are we for this we against this um, yeah, no, I'm for it. I want like, I want the movie. Don't get me wrong. And I'm going to go see the movie. Of course. I know. I just don't want it to be Quentin Tarantino. But I don't, I don't want it to uh. be some like mishmash of like old tropes and Hollywood, you know, because I, you know, that's what's going to happen because Quentin Tarantino's career, his whole career is taking elements from other older movies and then mishmashing them and then making his own movie. Like he doesn't have that many original he's ideas. He's essentially Michael Myers, like, you know, with Austin Powers. Mike Myers? Not Mike Michael, Myers. Not, not Michael, Michael Myers, Myers from, from Halloween. From Halloween yeah. <laughs> oh, he's okay. basically a, he's a, a murderer. murderer. Likes to but wear no, you a know hockey like, mask. Mar- like the Austin Powers, you know, like they would take bits yes. and pieces from oh, old. Don't get me started on Austin Powers and why that set of movies irritates me. I'm not going to do that because I'll probably get emails saying that you're a jerk and you're too nitpicky. So I'm going to end it now. But I do love Vanna Hump a lot. Well, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah, that was funny. Okay. Hey, uh, when we come back, look. We just talked about science fiction, but we are going to talk about actual science. And this time it has to do with Christmas gifts and hard-boiled eggs. And there's audio. 
Join us on the other side of this break right here on My Talk 1071. Lori and Julia. Here is what Brittany posts on Instagram. Only fools are rushing. Oh, no, but I can't tell. Is she auditioning to be the voice of Chipette and Elvin and the Chipmunks? I mean, what, what is going on here? Well, <laughs> well, she was giving it her Elvis Southern treatment, and she wasn't a marble That wasn't Elvis Southern treatment, Lori. That was not Elvis Southern not treatment. Awful. Lori and Julia with producer Donnie Love on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Hi there. I'd like to tell you about Aquarius Home Services. I'm just like you. Great family, a nice home, and terrible water. You know what I'm talking about. The bad smell, orange rusty stains in our sinks, spotty dishes, dingy clothes, and our hair and skin were always dry. Certainly nothing that we'd want to drink. But now, we're worry-free. All because our new revolutionary non-electric Kinetico system. The odor is gone. Our sinks look like new. No more spotty dishes, and the laundry looks great. And my husband tells me every day is a good hair day. Thanks, hon. Plus, a Kinetico drinking water system removes contaminants like lead and arsenic. We have refreshing, purified drinking water right at our sink. The Kinetico difference is absolutely amazing, and it all starts with a free water analysis where they'll show you how you can fix your water, too. And don't forget to ask for the limited-time $200 trade-in special for your old electric system. For the best water of your life, go to KineticoMN.com and request your free in-home water analysis. That's KineticoMN.com. Aquarius Home Services is your local Kinetico dealer. Aquarius and Kinetico. Brilliantly simple. Thanks for that gift. It's what I always wanted. Find out what that actually means in just a moment. Here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071 as we get down to brass tacks with some actual facts. Science, if you will. For example, you're all lying about that Christmas gift. You hated it. Why? Because... No, really, you hated it. <laughs> it sounds like, uh, you know, it's a it's a nice thing when somebody says, that's what I always wanted. But if they say that, Holly, it means they don't actually want it. Because if oh. it was something they always wanted, they would have already gotten it themselves. They're just lying to you. Mm. Well, they're just trying to be polite. Okay, but that's just, you know... I mean, you know, trying to like don't get ease, crappy ease the situation. So you, so do, you want, do you want me to give you a few yes, explanations? So please, I want to understand why scientifically. By the way, it's like eighty-eight percent of us have uh, lied about a gift when I, it was given to us, and I've we were like, "Totally lied." Oh yeah, that's great, and I love this. I've what, totally lied. What's your tell? Like, I've totally how do we lied. know? How do we know when you're lying? When it comes to uh, like, hey Holly, look, I just got you this paper mache dog do paper weight thing. I don't have a telltale sign, but I can feel it. I can feel the heat on my body when I open a gift, and it's something that I'm like, I yeah. But I'm a good actor, and so I'm very gracious about it. But I did receive a gift last year. Where I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's nice. That's nice. Can you tell us what it was? No, I can't. T- oh. I don't. I don't. And right. maybe the person's listening on the air okay. and I don't want to hurt their feelings. Oh my God, now everybody listening who gave you a gift last year is like, oh, it's probably me. Oh, no. 
Uh, anyway, I wanted to say, I, first of all, I'm horrible. Hor- I hate the, I hate the pressure that you are put upon. So like growing up when you're all sitting around and it's Christmas time and you're that like gifts are everybody's got their pile. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you d- did you do the thing where like one person opens a gift and then and the next you'd person rotate yeah, around? Yeah. yeah. And um, I have stepsister. I, I gained stepsisters in high school. So we started doing that. Otherwise, I'd been an only child. But in that moment when you're going around the the thing and. My stepsisters were always like, Oh my God, this is the best gift ever! Nintendo 64! Who knew? Yeah, exactly. Um, And I always felt immense pressure to have a reaction like that, but I am not that person. No, you're not that person. I'm like, oh, this is a wonderful gift. Thank you. But But then I feel bad. Like, am I indicating I don't really like this gift? Because you would always get something that you're like, I don't want this crap. Mm-hmm. But I got to act like I really wanted it. Oh, thanks so much. I'm ba- I hate those moments. The worst, I don't know about you, Bradley, but the worst was always when you were in those gift receiving circles, but it was extended family mm-hmm. that you rarely mm-hmm. ever saw. Yep. And then it was this, it, it was always my great grandmother. So she was my great grandmother by marriage and we would all have to go to her house Uh-oh. and she would give out these gifts. Did you get like a sack of oranges or something? Basically. Yeah. And then you had to be gracious and then they made you go and hug her. Oh. oh. My um southern family, they all hug and kiss. It's kind of an, it was kind of scary as a yeah. child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh let me give you some phrases that people are off to say and what they actually mean when they get a gift that they didn't really want, or maybe they actually did. Oh wow, thanks so much. Uh, what Do you does know what that, that mean? really means? Oh wow, that's a terrible present. Oh. So if you give a gift this Christmas and somebody says, "Oh wow, thanks so much." Oh, oh wow is the indicator. That means oh no. I I've actually been saving for one of those. Do you know what that really means? That actually means yes, they actually did want one of those. They genuinely wanted one. Because that indicates that they would have spent their own money exactly on that item. It's just what I have always wanted. It really means if I'd wanted that, I would have bought it myself. So that is not a good response. You do not want to get, it's what I've always wanted. Oh, oh. oh really? Nobody knew that's what you want. Mm. I, no, it's great. I love it. And seriously, it, it's, it's going to be good. It's the do you have the receipt? Because this color, I could do a different color. Um, okay, moving on. Again, things that people say when they get a gift they're not maybe so happy with, or maybe they are. That will go nicely with my, that really means there are only a handful of occasions where I could ever use this thing. That'll go nice with my pair of pants that I wear. Once a year, maybe. (laughs) Those pants, That'll go great with my cheetah print uh, business suit. That I wear when I go (laughs) businessing on a daily basis. In a safari? Anyway, okay, uh, here are a couple more. I love this, but what's... What or I love this, but it's the wrong size. Do you have the receipt? That means I'm going to take this in and get the money and peace out. Could take some cash money. Yep. What? Now, here's a question for you, Bradley. Are you the type of person mm. that will say, I don't like this, I want to return it? Will you be as bold as no, to say... No, not to the person, no. If they didn't give me a receipt, I would not return it. Though. I'm not asking for a receipt because I'll feel horrible. Okay. I will do that with my parents. But we have an honest a... enough relationship where I can say, I don't like this. 
I want the receipt and I'm going to go oh. pick out something that I like better because I think oh. that's actually a re- very respectful thing to do with a gift that you don't like. If you feel comfortable enough to say that to somebody, I think it's actually really respectful because the person who purchased you the gift wants you to enjoy. Well, can I ask a question though? The thing, yeah. Shouldn't that person have given you the receipt then? That's what I don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. if you're totally fine with people returning your gift, give them a, a damn gift receipt. Well, receipt. I usually I can't talk. Sorry. Do get a gift receipt, or <clears throat> I, or I just ask for it because no, no. I, I'm saying though, I I think it's incumbent upon the gift giver to make sure they include a receipt if they're fine with people giving it. Otherwise, I'm going to assume you don't want me to take it back if you did not give me a receipt, or that you got it on like guilt.com yeah. and they're not giving you any refunds. Oh yeah. I always give a gift receipt. I would rather the person, oh, if, they do, if they don't like what I bought them, I would much rather them go to the store and get something that they would truly enjoy instead of something collecting dust in the corner and then eventually going to Garbage Island and the, the seagull is going to eat it and then they're going to die. Yeah. And then basically okay. we're, we're all killing yeah. animals in the world yeah. with our junk. <sighs> Great. We've solved the holidays for you. You're welcome. Again, Yay. just remember if somebody says, oh, wow, thanks so much. They don't really mean thanks. They mean this is a terrible present. Where's the gift receipt? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We don't have time to talk about hard boiled eggs, but I just want to let everyone know, do not microwave hard boiled eggs because when you touch them after you microwave them, they will explode and it is very loud when you do so. Oh, God. So I don't want to make sure that you don't go deaf. Okay. It can be as loud as the sound of a jet plane standing 100 feet away from it. Okay? Be safe in the kitchen. All right. When we come back here on the Kalita Bradley Show, uh, I have a 24-hour workout coming at 5 a.m. Ah. We need help. I need some music suggestions. Workout music requests when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. If you will come with me, you'll float too. Entertainment.